back to the Passive Real Estate Investor Podcast, and I am your host, Robert Newstead. Today on this episode, we are going to be talking about sponsors. And the main reason that we're going to be talking about sponsors is that I use the terminology quite often in every single podcast, everything that we write about, because sponsors are vital to passive real estate investing. So what is a real estate sponsor? Simply, sponsors are real estate investors who acquire own, and manage real estate. Sponsors set up real estate limited partnerships to acquire a property, finance the property, manage operations, raise capital from investors who want to invest in a particular deal, and ultimately dispose of the asset when it's time to sell. And one of the questions many people ask is, what is the role of a sponsor? And the sponsor is really responsible for finding deals, analyzing deals, doing due diligence on the deal terms, engaging with the third parties to coordinate property inspections for appraisers and other vendors. Uh, it's The sponsors are also responsible for sourcing the debt capital for the property. And they also do the initial underwriting. They do analysis on the property related to closing the loan. Uh, they also are responsible for finding and vetting limited partners or members to invest in the entity that's going to buy the property. And then sponsors ensure that all the documentation is prepared properly with the private placement memorandum, the subscription agreement, and that all the bank accounts are set up to receive the investment capital from the investors. Real estate sponsors after the closing are then responsible for the property operations at that particular property, which includes overseeing the property management, overseeing the accounting, overseeing finance and tax matters at the property, And so they are involved with the day-to-day operations. Even if they are not the ones that are managing the property, they have responsibility as a fiduciary for the investors to oversee that the property is being managed properly and that uh, that there's nothing untoward happening at the property level. Once the property is owned, the sponsors are responsible for implementing renovation strategies or capital expenditure improvement strategies. And they're also responsible for overseeing the leasing of a property, either on their own or through a broker. And then at the end of the day, sponsors are also involved with selling the asset when it's deemed that it's the right time, when you're going to hit your numbers or when you can't do anything more with the asset and you believe that you've added as much value as you can, the sponsors are then involved with making the decision to sell the property and then ultimately to give the money back plus any profits to the investors. And so sponsors are involved with really every facet of the business related to real estate investments. One of the things that I talk about quite a bit is diversification. In our methodology, there are three factors that we believe play into having adequate diversification to get above average returns. The first one is asset type diversification. The second is geographic diversification. And the third is sponsor diversification. And so what is sponsor diversification? At its core, sponsor diversification is really investing with multiple real estate sponsors and operators. Even if you're an active sponsor, even if you're an active investor, I believe it is wise to co-invest in other sponsors' deals too. While I'm a real estate sponsor, I certainly don't invest all my money in my own deals. I am a direct partner in real estate deals. 
I am also a sponsor of real estate equity syndications where I have other investors co-invest with me. And I'm also active investing in passive real estate investments with other sponsors. So uh, over a decade ago, I expanded my diversification strategy to include other sponsors of real estate deals that I knew of or even guys that I knew. Um, And I did this so that I could get exposure to different markets initially that I wasn't active in. I had been investing in various types of real estate assets. And so I was getting the asset type diversification, but I really wanted geographic diversification as well. And so I initially decided that I had money in a self-directed retirement account. And so I was making these investments solely with self-directed retirement funds. But now I strategically diversify and I use a mix of self-directed retirement accounts. I also use personal cash. And if I'm investing through one of our entities, then I use entity equity uh, to invest in these other sponsors deals. So I've expanded my reach. And part of that is because I like getting the diversification. Part of it is, is also that it's been challenging finding deals that, that work from for a sponsor. And I've been seeing some of the larger deals with larger sponsors being extremely attractive. And so our deal flow has been smaller. Um, it's also been that we've been very particular. We have not changed as cap rates have dropped. We're still keeping our hurdle rates in place where we want to pay our investors a certain amount of money. Uh, And so we have not been dropping our preferred returns. We have also not been dropping our long-term expectations of where we believe real estate should be trading and what kind of returns we should be able to deliver to our investors. So our deal flow, um, we look at a lot of deals, but our offer rate has gone down. Our win rate has gone down. And where we were doing multiple deals a year, I'm finding now we're doing one to two deals a year. I'm hoping that increases again, but at this point, it's one of those things where I'm perfectly content whether the deal is is my deal or whether the deal is an investor deal or a sponsor deal uh, with someone who I know, like, and trust. I'm more than willing to invest in other people's deals if I think that they are going to be money good. And the reason for that is that I just truly believe that sponsor diversification is important. And one of the reasons is that it provides an additional layer of diversification. Sponsor diversification is important because not only should you have asset type diversification and geographic diversification, but you really do also need that sponsor diversification. It shields you from having all of your money with one operator. It goes back to the old saying that you don't want to have all your eggs in one basket. You know, as we saw and as we remember from the downturn, there were a lot of people who had who had the majority of their savings with one stock fund or one fund manager. And if that manager has trouble, it really directly impacts your savings, your earnings, your investment dollars, and even your retirement. So if you are getting close to retirement and all of a sudden you are completely invested with one sponsor who has trouble, that becomes an insurmountable problem. You almost have to start again. And so I am a big believer that you need to be spreading your investment dollars around multiple sponsors, even if you're a direct investor, because having all of your money just with yourself, 
that, while that's good control because you know what's happening, on the other side, it's also not wise because then you're solely focused and you only have your blinders on with what you are good at, with what you know. And I believe that your risk should be spread out among other good sponsors, with other asset types, with other geographies. And that will long-term, I believe, based on what I've seen, it will deliver higher risk-adjusted returns. The counter to all of that is that having your money in a real estate deal with a real estate sponsor is also a safer investment, in my opinion, than a stock-related fund. And that's for the simple reason that you can see which entity you've invested in, and you can also check title to confirm that the entity you invested in actually holds title to the property. So you should be able to have access, and you can't do that necessarily with a stock fund. You'd be able to see that occasionally, but you don't have access to that regularly. But if you've invested in a real estate deal and you know you've invested in ABC LLC in a property in Madison, Wisconsin, then you can look at the title report and know that that entity that you've invested in is also the title holder to the real estate. And I think that adds a layer of comfort. Uh, another reason that sponsor diversification is important is that it does provide exposure to other asset types and markets. So there are sponsors that I know who are very good at investing in a certain market or a certain asset type. Those are sponsors who I invest with as a passive investor. So my job as a investment banker for so many years has given me access to a lot of real estate sponsors. I've had lots of conversations. I speak the same language as the real estate sponsors, and I've gotten to know a lot of them over time. And so I've seen how they perform on other deals. And so I have been able to trust those sponsors. I've had conversations where I vet their business plans. I look at their deals. Not every deal they do is one that I want to invest in, but at the same time, if they're sponsors that I know, like, and trust, and I see that they have a good track record, then I am more compelled to invest with them. And I'm more comfortable that they are going to act as a good fiduciary for me. So one of the things I do is I will provide some equity capital as a limited partner for a small deal with them. I see how they perform. And if I like the way they perform, then I'll trust them more and I may do some more deals with them. If I'm underwhelmed, then I either won't put as much money with them or I move away from investing with them. And I have done that in the past. There's sponsors who I really do like. I know them. I trust them. But their performance has been a little bit too blue sky. And blue sky means that they're promising a little bit more than they can probably deliver. A lot of assumptions about growth or lots of assumptions that cap rates are going to drop. And I'm not comfortable with that. I, I'm much more conservative. And so if those investors have underwhelmed me, then I might move away from investing with them. Another important uh, reason for sponsor diversification is that it really does allow you to spread your net worth around. So when you invest with multiple sponsors, it doesn't only provide a layer of insulation against having all your investment dollars with one sponsor, but it also provides you with exposure to different asset types and asset classes, as well as giving you exposure to different geographic markets. And so if you've got $500,000 that you want to be investing in real estate, you could go put $50,000 in 10 different deals. And now all of a sudden you've got 
deal diversification, geographic diversification, and sponsor diversification. If you have 100,000, it goes the same way. You could put $25,000 in four deals because a lot of these sponsors, they have minimum investment, uh, investment requirements of about 25,000. Occasionally, you can find some that are a little bit smaller, but uh, I would say the vast majority of sponsors are around that $25,000 minimum investment. It's a, it's a very good way that whenever you have an extra 25,000 laying around, you can go start looking for a deal that's going to fit with your requirements and with your investment thesis. Looking for the asset type that you like, the geography that you want to invest in, as well as interviewing and finding sponsors that you would like to invest with. Another reason that sponsor diversification is important is that it really does enable you to earn passive cash flow and ultimately it helps you increase your net worth. So when you invest with sponsors, it enables you to earn passive cash flow on a monthly, quarterly, or annual basis, and it also helps you increase your net worth without having to do the day-to-day -day work. So an interesting thing that I do with the deals that I invest in with sponsors, I generally carry that investment on my personal balance sheet at the investment amount. So to use the previous example, if I've decided to invest $100,000 with a sponsor, and I believe I'm going to be getting a 6% cash on cash return during the hold period, and that I'm going to be getting a 15% IRR over a five-year hold period, then I expect that I'm going to get somewhere around a 1.75x equity multiple, which means that while we hold the property over those five years, each year of those five years, I should expect to be getting $6,000, which is $100,000 times 6%. That's my passive cash flow that I obtain. At the end of the time period, if you think that you're getting a 15% IRR, that's another $9,000 because 15% minus 6% is 9%. And so if this is just a rough way to do it, this isn't the actual calculation for that. You should use Excel because it really is time-based. But this is a, a rough way to do it, is that you take your 15% annualized return that you expect to get minus the 6% preferred return that the sponsor has been paying you, and that's 9%. 9% times 100000 is $9,000. $9,000 times five years over that five-year hold is an additional $45,000. So now all of a sudden you've got 45000 plus you've got 36000 from the preferred return and you get your original 100,000 back. So now all of a sudden you've made around 175,000. And so when you are looking at that, you have actually made a 1.75x equity multiple because you're you've made $75,000 on your original 100. So you get back a total of 175,000 on your original 100 and that's how you can grow your net worth over time. But you're still getting current cash flow in most cases. So that is a fantastic thing related to passive real estate. And that's why it's also good to have other sponsors because candidly, if you were trying to do every deal by yourself, you're going to run out of capital at some point. But a lot of these sponsors have access to very wealthy individuals who have invested with them in the past. And so they can keep doing deals and you might be able to do a deal with the sponsor, a $20 million deal, or maybe on your own, you can only complete a $1 million deal. Or maybe you don't even have the ability to do a $1 million deal, but you have you meet all the requirements of an accredited investor, and so you can co-invest 
with these sponsors because you meet the accreditation standards set out by the SEC. On the next one is where can you really find sponsors? And while there are a lot of sponsors in the market, and there really are, all across the country you can find sponsors. It is not difficult to find sponsors, but I would highly recommend that you want to vet the sponsors that you decide to invest with. And part of that is having conversations. Part of that is talking about their track record, talking to other investors who have co-invested with them in the past. I believe that it is rational that investors you know, find it difficult to figure out who to invest with since they don't know who they can trust. They may not know who the sponsor really is and what the sponsor's track record really is. I think that there are really four ways that can help you find sponsors in the market. Places where where you can go and you can find a sponsor that someone in your network knows or someone who has also vetted a sponsor on your behalf and someone who or and a sponsor maybe who you have known for a long time. So one of the ways is through friends and family. In a lot of circles, I think a lot of people start off investing with friends and family. What happens is, especially for those who haven't been in the market regularly and who don't know a lot of sponsors, talking with your friends and family is an easy way to have a conversation about real estate, to talk about whether they are doing any investing, whether they've taken on any equity in the past, whether they have any sponsors that they might be able to recommend to you that they've invested with. As I said before, I mean, I've been fortunate because I've been able to meet a lot of sponsors in the market, mostly because of my job. And so as an investment banker who has also now become a sponsor, I have conversations on both levels. I can talk to a sponsor that I don't invest with about their financing, but I can also talk to them about investing with them. That makes the conversation easy, but then I can really have a, a deep conversation with them. I can see if I if I know them or someone I know knows them, if I like them during the conversation, if I can trust them and trust needs to be verified. I want to see what kind of track record they have, what their other investors have say. And then I invest with a number of these sponsors now across the United States. So you can strike up these conversations with friends and family. Investing with friends and family is an easier way to start start the process because it becomes familiar. And then you also build up a little bit more rapport because if you're investing with friends and family, it's really fun to make money with your friends and family. Now on the flip side of that, if a deal goes south, it's not an easy conversation to say, hey, we didn't make money or we broke even. That That's not going to be a fun conversation with friends and family. But if you trust the sponsor, if you trust the investment group, it can also be a learning experience. I've had two deals that have been break even, and I did invest with one sponsor where I lost money. And so the rest of my deals have been good to date, you know, let's knock on wood. But the uh, but the vast majority of sponsors, I believe, are trustworthy. The vast majority of sponsors, I believe, are acting as fiduciaries and they're acting in good faith. Uh, on behalf of their investors. But friends and family is an easy way to have conversations. I have a lot of family members who have invested with me. I have a lot of friends who have invested with me. Likewise, I have a lot of friends that I've co-invested with. Interestingly enough, I don't have any other family members in the real estate business. So I haven't invested with any family as a sponsor 
but I've had a lot of family co-invest with me. Um, I have invested with friends and it's been great. And it's, it's a lot of fun to, to make money with your friends as well. Another area to meet sponsors is through colleagues or ex-colleagues. Uh, what I have seen in the market a lot is that there are sponsors who have made money in another field or have made money working for another company related to real estate. And a lot of times these colleagues are now going in and they're doing real estate deals as well. And so if you have a colleague or ex-colleague that is now getting involved in real estate investment sponsorships, if they've been successful in one area, they are good operationally, they are open, they have dialogue with you, they communicate, it is not uncommon to think or to see how they could make money also in real estate. And so it wouldn't hurt to have them at least as a source, especially if you know, like, and trust them. Uh, because these colleagues or ex-colleagues can carry forward their business acumen, uh, their processes that they have, their operations, their financial stewardship uh, into the real estate space. And then that will give them the ability to further grow their own business portfolio, uh, also enhance their expertise level, and uh, also build up build up a company that could also be successful in the real estate space. So it is an interesting way. I've seen this a lot where, where colleagues have left and started their own operations. There's a, there is a client of mine that I was working with for a long time, uh, and he was with a large real estate fund. He didn't have a lot of money on his own per se, but he had a lot of investors because of his track record on uh, operating value add strategies for properties for his former employer, he was able to garner interest from a number of investors. And so he's gone out and he has built a large organization now where he is extremely successful putting funds to work, buying one-off deals, doing joint venture equity with institutional sponsors. And so he's been extremely successful and it's been fun to watch him. So um, he is mostly doing very large deals. And at this point, he doesn't need extra capital from smaller investors, but he, uh, he has graduated to that point. That's not how he started. And so it's, uh, these ex-colleagues can, can become very successful. And if you know them and have the ability to invest with them, uh, you may be able to, to make quite a bit of money along the way as well. Another area where you can find sponsors is on crowdfunding sites. So I don't know, uh, in the future, we're going to definitely be talking about crowdfunding because I, I'm a big fan. I actually think um, crowdfunding is has been a game changer, uh, especially for passive real estate investors. There are a number of sites that are doing a very good job with promoting deals, but not only promoting deals, but also vetting the sponsors, vetting the deals. So there are you still have to do your your own diligence as well. Go through the materials, go through the deal, go through talk with the sponsor. There are um, there are a lot of things you still have to do, but at the same time, uh, an added layer of, of due diligence is not bad. And so I've been impressed with a number of platforms in the real estate crowdfunding space. There, in the in the beginning years, you know, almost ten years ago now, when I first invested in a crowdfunding deal, there were some sponsors there that were, or not sponsors, there were some platforms that were not quite up to snuff. 
Um, but I think a lot of that's changed. There's some really good sites now that are doing a great job. And then you just have to match it with your personal interests and your investment thesis about whether you invest in a particular deal, in a particular geographic market, and with a particular sponsor. But I do think the majority of crowdfunding platforms now are doing a good job of vetting the sponsors. The platforms are doing you know, some level of due diligence on the sponsors to understand their time in the business, their track record, their credit history, and any litigation, bankruptcies, major liens, if they have had that in the past. Overall, I've been impressed with the crowdfunding platforms, as I said, but there are some platforms that I believe to be more transparent, more active, and more diligent uh, in their vetting of the deals and the sponsors. I have found a number of sponsors that I've invested with on a number of deals now across the country. And I originally learned about those sponsors from crowdfunding platforms. Uh, I conducted my own research with people that I know in the market. And that's still, again, one benefit that I have is that I do know a lot of real estate professionals across the country. So I'm able to give some of those folks a call to see if they've either had experience with a particular group that I want to work with, or if they've had a colleague or a friend who may have experienced working with that group. Uh, oftentimes, I get my initial recommendation from the crowdfunding site, but then I do the extra layer of diligence on my end just to make sure that I not only like the deal, but I also like the sponsor. And another thing I do is I, I do listen to the sponsor's webcast in any deal that I'm investing in. Sometimes that webcast will make me decide that I like the sponsor, but I don't like that deal, which I think is good. And then on the deals that I may have questions about, I engage with the sponsor. I'll talk with them on the phone. I'll email with them. I'll learn some more about what it is that they do and try and decide whether this is a sponsor that I want to work with. Uh, so if I like their their property that they're investing in, I like their market, those are two of the factors. But I also need to know that I like that sponsor because the last thing you want to do is just give money to anybody. Uh, you really want to make sure that you're doing your own level of due diligence because you want to know, like, and trust these sponsors. They're going to be fiduciaries of your money. You want to make sure that you're going to be able to trust them. And so... Uh, I, I'm, I do an extra layer of due diligence just to, just to make sure that it makes sense. Uh, another way to find sponsors, I mean, really, we're also a sponsor. So as a, as a member of the podcast, I would highly recommend that if you want to see deals when we have them, please sign up on our investor page and you'll have access to the deals that, that we promote in the future. So when we get into contract on a property, we'll put together the private placement memorandum, the subscription agreement, and then we will also invite other investors, friends and family, uh, other accredited investors to, to come invest with us. So really, since you're here with us now, you're getting educated about what we do, what real estate is, all the different topics around real estate. We would be honored to be a fiduciary for you if you were so inclined in the deals that we're doing as well. So we, we align our interests with that of our investors. Um, we co-invest our own capital in each deal that we do. And as I said before, we have a number of investors who are family and friends who participate in our deals. And that's in addition to the principal's money invested in the deal. So my money, my business partner's money, we invest in every deal that we do. And we really do try to do a good job with communication. We try to do a good job on following up on any issues at the property level or specific issues that an investor may have 
related to their particular tax situation. We can't give the tax advice, but what we can do is point you in the right direction. We can also answer questions related to any accounting or operating statement questions uh, that investors may have. And we really do try to provide information, whether it's good or bad, and we try to do that in a timely manner. Um, We are always doing quarterly reports, and then we always do an annual report as well with, uh, with K-1s, which are the personal tax documents that you get from being an investor. So we are a real estate investment company and we are a real estate investment banking firm, but we do have a lot of connections. We have a lot of experience and we have the ability to not only do the due diligence, but also to finance the property through our various capital sources, our relationships. Uh, And we also really do have the knowledge and wherewithal to handle the operational aspects related to owning and operating real estate. We genuinely pride ourselves on trying to be as good as we can and to also be continually improving. So that's one of the things that that drives us in, in this business. So really the factors driving which sponsors to invest with, there are a few, but I do think experience is a big one. I think knowledge of an asset type is, is another. A third is the knowledge of the geography that they're investing in, the sponsor track record, the communication that the sponsor has with the investors. And also, this is a personal one, but the synergy between what the sponsor's investment thesis is and what your personal investment thesis is. If we believe that investing in rural Kansas is where we should be placing our investment dollars and you don't agree with that, then that should not be an investment that you make. If we can make the case and show you why we're doing that, then maybe that's something to consider if you're looking at a particular market. But that is that is where you need to have synergy between the sponsor and your investment thesis. Because at the end of the day, it's your money. And as a sponsor, sponsors are fiduciaries of your money. And so we are stewards of your money. And we are trying to make the best investments that we can find using our capital and investor capital and then trying to manage that property to the best of its ability. In conclusion, I strongly believe in sponsor diversification, as you can probably tell. Through this podcast, through our other program, which is our Passive Real Estate Investor Wealth Club, uh, we're providing ideas, we're providing strategies, we're trying to provide investment opportunities. And specifically related to sponsors, one of the things that we do is to try to provide information about the sponsors that we've vetted. We are providing information on partners that we believe have a good track record, provide transparency, and openly communicate with those investors. We're going to be doing that even more as we start ramping up the fund, which is where our investors can co-invest with us in the fund, and then we will co-invest with other sponsors that we know, like, and trust. So then you're going to be getting immediate diversification because we're going to be investing a pool of money into a number of different investments with different sponsors, different asset types, and in different geographies. And we will also be sourcing our own deals on an opportunistic basis. So when we come across a transaction that makes sense and that fits with our investment thesis, we're going to be trying to win that transaction as well, as long as it makes sense from an investment standpoint. 
I personally do find it important to sprinkle my net worth around into various investment opportunities. So if we can assist you with allocating some of your capital in the future or introducing you to sponsors who we know, like, and trust, then we'd be happy to do that uh, because we believe that the pie is bigger when you do that. And we're all about helping our clients and our members uh, in increasing their passive cash flow and increasing their net worth. On that note, the Passive Real Estate Investor Podcast is not an advisor. It is not a tax professional. We are not offering advice because we do not know your specific situation. We are here to provide educational information related to real estate and real estate investing ideas and strategies. Thank you very much, and we'll look forward to having you on the next podcast.